Well, good evening. I don't know about you, but this is my absolute favorite time of the year. Absolutely love the Christmas season. I love the lights. As you can see, our church is decorated. It looks beautiful. I can just turn off the lights uh, in in our house and and, and look at the lights in the Christmas tree. Uh, I love the hot chocolate. Uh, I feel like I've drank a gallon so far this uh, this season. I love the festiveness of it and, and, and the music. Absolutely love the music. I love to walk into our house and say, Alexa, play some Christmas music. I don't know if y'all can do that or not. I can also say, Alexa, turn on Christmas tree, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, but I don't know if you feel the same way about Christmas music as I do. I, I can't listen to it until after Thanksgiving. Anybody? Yeah? Okay. Preferably December 1st. Uh, anybody with me on that one? Okay. All right. A few, a few of you. I, I don't mean to be a Grinch, but I, I do love the Christmas music. And most of the songs that we listen to are kind of silly, right? Uh, I mean, they talk about jingle bells and rocking around the Christmas tree and all the classics, which, by the way, I love the classics. I don't want the remakes. I want the old ones that sound all scratchy, right? But there are also songs that we sing and that we listen to that have meaning, that speak of the real Christmas story. Songs like Silent Night, The First Noel, and joy to the world. They all have meaning. And then there's a song we just sang, aptly named, What Child Is This? It's an appropriate question, isn't it? I mean, we just assume that people understand. That they understand Christmas and what it means and what it refers to. But, see, many do not. Or at least maybe they know, but they really haven't decided what that means to them or if it should make any sort of difference in their life at all. But we all have to answer the question, what child is this? See, it's the baby that changed the course of history as we know it. The child that was born that caused such a stir that caused people to travel from miles away to come and see him and come adore him. That fateful night when angels filled the sky to announce his birth. I mean, who in the world could this be? That would cause not only people to be in awe and to worship, but to cause rulers to fear their very own thrones. You know, it's one of the single greatest moments in all of human history. And yet some still do not know. What child is this? Let me take you back a a few hundred years before this child was even born and see if there's some things that we can find out this evening. We go back to Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, and, and you read this. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. See, this is Isaiah, the prophet, speaking. And this was almost 700 years prior to the birth of this child. I wonder what the New Testament has to say about it. Listen to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But when he had considered this, this is Joseph, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. Further on in verse 22, it says, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet that we just read about. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. See, it was the prophecy revealed and the prophecy fulfilled and repeated once again in Matthew, written hundreds of years after Isaiah. 
Here's what we find out of another prophet in Micah, who was written about six, about 600 years prior. It says this, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall become a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Talking about this child being born in Bethlehem, 600 years prior before this child is even born, and yet what do we see in Matthew? We see that it is confirmed that he indeed was born in Bethlehem. So hundreds of years prior to these events of this miraculous birth, we see the prophecies concerning this very event. Prophecies that not just Christians knew and understood, but prophecies that were well known, and by the way, had the king Herod on his heels. Herod was asking, where is this child? They answered him, well, the prophecies say Bethlehem, so I put my money on Bethlehem. It seems as though Herod had started to answer the question in his mind as to who this child was. See, here's who this child was. He was a threat. He was everything the prophecies had said about him, and so he needed to get rid of him. He had made up his mind about who this child was. I wonder about the shepherds that we've already heard of, right? And in, in, in Luke 2, we've read that already. I'm going to read a bit of a portion of it for you, excuse me. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And so the, 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 the angels, they, they have this back and forth, right? And, the, and, then, and then the angels leave, and the shepherds say, okay, we got to go check this thing out. And then in verse 20... They find the very thing that they were told. And they, the shepherds, after they saw it, they went back, they left. And what did they do? They glorified, praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to him. See, the shepherds had seen it. The shepherds had heard it. So they followed and they saw that it was just as they were told. What was their reaction? It was simply to glorify God and to praise him. But why in the world would they do that in the first place? Well, they knew, no doubt, knew the prophecies. <clears throat> And after what they had just witnessed and seen with their very own eyes, the question of what child is this was an absolute no-brainer to them. They had made their decision. You also had the wise men, the magi, as they're referred to in Matthew 2. It says this, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. The Magi, they traveled from far away to get to him. And it, it, it seemed, too, that they were making up their mind about who this child was. See, Herod was spooked. And so he was talking to the Magi and he said, Hey, I, I need to know exactly where this child is so I can go and worship him. Of course, that was a lie. But the Magi continued. They found Jesus. And it says in Matthew, When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after coming into the house, they saw this child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and they worshipped him. Clearly, they had made up their mind as to who this child was. And they were not about to let Herod ruin that. What about the disciples? You know, as this child grew and became a man, the disciples would have to make a decision as to who he was. See, this man, this child that was born, grew into a man and asked these 12 men to follow them. Many of them were fishermen. And they had to make a decision in a moment. Is this person worth following? Or is he not? 
See, these fishermen were, were holding tightly to their nets, the very nets that essentially represented their very lives. Everything that they knew, everything that they held dear, and yet they had to make a decision. I wonder what they did. Matthew 4, 20. Immediately, they left their nets and they followed him. The disciples left their nets, letting go of everything they knew and decided that in that moment, he was worth following. He had Herod. The shepherds, the wise men, the disciples, they all had to answer the question, what child is this? It's a question that cannot be escaped. The Gospel of John answers this very question in John uh, verse 1, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. This is a familiar passage, right? And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has came into being. See, the author speaks of this Word that was since the very beginning of time. The author is amazed, you can tell by his writing. And he writes more about this Word and compares Him uh, to light as it stands in direct opposition to the darkness. And then he gives the conclusion of this word in verse 14 in John chapter 1. He says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. The author knew who this word was. It was God in the flesh. But it wasn't just poetic words. See, each one of the people that we mentioned this evening had to make a decision about who this child was, and that decision led to action. Herod was simply scared, and so he tried to take him out. The shepherds were in awe, and so they needed to go see for themselves, and they, they saw it confirmed, and so they praised God because of it. The Magi, much the same as the shepherds, confirmed what they saw, and they fell, and they worshipped him. And the disciples, they were so convinced, they gave up everything, and they followed him. What about John the Baptist, who's spoken of in John chapter 1? The author, the Apostle John, who clearly had made up his own mind about who this child was, he wrote about the John the Baptist. See, John, too, had decided, and he was a man of action. John the Baptist was a, what they call a trailblazer. See, in those days, if there were those that were in a royal caravan that were, 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 were traveling together, there would be a trailblazer that would go ahead of the caravan through the roads of debris and branches and trees and rocks. Well, John, he prepared the way for the Messiah. He spoke of him to all who would listen and even to those who wouldn't. And Jesus arrived on the scene. And John was left with a decision. What are you going to do? Well, he let his actions do the talking. He baptized him. What about you? What is your conclusion? You know, he's been called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. He is the one prophesied about many years ago, the one who fulfilled those prophecies, and he is Jesus Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the way and the truth and the life. What child is this? We all have to answer the question. But see, you have to really answer the question. Not simply think that he was a good man or a good teacher or just a nice moral guy, but he was sorely misguided. See, he's either the Messiah or he's an absolute lunatic. You cannot have it in the middle. See, his name is Jesus. And he is who we celebrate during this season, not because it's a nice story, not because it's simply tradition, but because it was the beginning of our salvation. It was the only way. 
See, we are lost without them. We, we, we try and convince ourselves that we're, we're good enough, that we've done enough good things, that we deserve heaven, but yet what the Bible paints is a very different picture. See, without Jesus, the light of the world, we are in darkness, unable to save ourselves, unable to earn our way to heaven because we will always fall short. Yet all of that changed on one night with the birth of one child by the one and only God. See, we no longer have to worry. Are we good enough? We no longer have to be concerned if we have done enough or if we have given enough because the answer is always a resounding no. We haven't, we can't, we will never be able to. And the amazing thing is, we do not have to. And it's all because of a child. What child is this? Luke 2 answers it for us. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. See, he is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, and the reason we celebrate this Christmas season. May God bless each one of you, and may God bless your family during this wonderful Christmas season and as we enter another new year. And as the angels proclaimed long ago glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men merry christmas, merry christmas.